You are listening to Jim and Barb work from home. Two of my children are stranded at home trying to make home be the workplace. And of course, Jim and Barb will be laughing at each other's jokes. Your laughter is up to you. Enjoy. Where do we start? Uh, welcome. How do you start a podcast? Welcome, friends, to episode two. Uh, let's see. Quick recap of episode one. We talked about me basically buying a whole new office setup for my home. Yes. Yep. My chair has arrived. My rolly mat has arrived. And my uh-huh. desk has arrived. All right. I'm currently sitting in my chair. My my rolly mat is waiting until my desk is set up. And my desk is currently strewn about my whole entire living room, covered in a combination <laughs> of cardboard and styrofoam and desk parts. All right. So, first question then, yes. Barb. Jim. Uh, first answer. Your, your, your chair uh, that you have purchased and assembled. Yes. How, how difficult was the assembly process? How did you find it? So, the assembly process was not very difficult. I found a video online from the wonderful Han company. uh, Okay. Because there was like one point in time where I was trying to figure out how I was supposed to do what I was supposed to do on the paper sheets. Because I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. So I went and found a video. And then I was like, oh, I'm going the wrong direction. I need to go up with it when I was trying to go down where there was no space to go down type of situation. Uh, So after that, everything else went swimmingly. Uh, All of the parts were there. It was very, very easy to screw the couple of parts in. Um, And then I had my chair set up. The uh, biggest issue that I had... And I had to step away and take a break. Uh, was trying to put the stupid wheels on. Okay. And for whatever reason, I had it flipped over. I was like doing it. I popped the first wheel on. I was like, bloop, cool, done. I went to do the second and it wouldn't work. And I couldn't, like, in my mind, I didn't do anything special when I put the first one on. So I started like trying to figure out, I was like, maybe they need to go in specific holes. That seems weird, but okay. So like I tried, Yes. I tried other wheels in different holes. None of them worked for whatever reason. I was getting extraordinarily frustrated because I was like, I am millimeters away from having a wonderful chair to put my butt in. And Uh I like, I hit the point where I was so frustrated that I almost started to cry because my tear ducts are attached to my emotions. Um, so I, I, I went into the kitchen and I had a snack instead. Uh, I went and I took care of some laundry. I tried to, you know, not let a chair best me. 
So then yes. I came back. Still don't know what I did different, but all of the stupid wheels popped on in, in just like, it was just like bloop, 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 and I was done. So I, I don't know. All right. I don't know what okay. happened, but that's, that's what happened. Uh, yeah, for anybody who didn't listen to episode one, we did purchase the same chair. Yes. The exact same chair. Color and everything. Uh, when my chair arrived, uh, I did not go on YouTube. I was able to read the directions. But the directions uh, were for two different varieties of the chair. Oh. Um, so I thought I was missing some screws. Uh, so I emailed the Han people, and they quickly mailed me out a replacement set of screws that were exactly the same screws that I already had. At which point I was like, okay, so I guess I was not missing any screws at all. Um, put the chair together just fine. Um, yeah, because I think the idea is that our chairs have a little more adjustability uh, in the arms, so there is not a screw to hold everything super tight in place. That that was one of the parts that I had to go back and check. So, because the the other part was um, putting the back on the chair because you had to pull a lever and like push it push part of the thing forward so there was space to screw in the the back of the chair. And I, I yeah. had it flipped the wrong direction, how they have it set up on the instructions. So that was mm. my, my issue. And I was like, this doesn't look right, but it looks right. But it's not letting me do what it's telling me to do. And it got to the point where I was like, do I need to cut this little thing and, and then make it go? And I was just like, before definitely, I cut anything. Definitely no cutting. Yeah. I was like, before I cut anything, I'm going to go to YouTube. I will say, if I didn't, if if YouTube didn't give me my answer, I was gonna text you. So <laughs> I've learned my lesson from episode one: text your brother. I I don't know if I would have known the answer to your question, uh, but I'm glad you found it. Um, the I am as other. Well. So yeah, the other uh, choice I made uh, when I had purchased my chair. Uh, so early on in the assembly process, I actually replaced the wheels. Oh. Uh, so I bought the, uh, they call them rollerblade style wheels. Um, what do those you know, look like? They look like a wheel from a rollerblade uh, that attaches to the bottom of your chair instead of the uh, hard plastic two wheels that you have. It's a, it's it's a softer plastic. It's a larger wheel. It does uh, roll a little bit better. It's not as as loud when you kind of roll around it because it's, it's a softer wheel. Is it just one wheel? It's one wheel on each at the end of each leg because right yes. now you've got two wheels on the end of each leg. Right. I'm currently looking. That's I'm <laughs> I'm looking down at my wheels. Um, is there any additional accompanying like structural support for it? Nope. Huh. I mean, it's it it attaches to the 
the the chair, obviously. Well, right, uh, obviously. So. But, I mean, like, my wheels, it's two wheels on the outside with, like, a plastic thing in the middle connecting all of it. Right. And then you've got, like, the little, ba- little hood that kind of covers them a little bit. Right. Uh, those, yeah, no, when you've got the rollerblade-style wheels, it's just uh, a really kind of a bare wheel. Well, aren't you fancy? I am. I made, well, you know, mine's on hardwood, so I didn't want hard plastic wheel on hardwood. You're on your uh, carpet or your chair or mat, so less of a less of an impact there. I am on carpet right now, soon to be on chair mat. So now talk to me, Barb. Jim. You were having problems with the wheels. I was. I was you had so a mad at them. Talk to me about this snack. What does what is the Barb <laughs> wheel frustration snack? <laughs> um so <laughs> Let's see. So at that point in time, I didn't uh-huh. want to make anything. So okay. sitting on, so I've got like my normal counter and then I have above like where my little, I've got a little out, I've got a little top side counter. Um, I guess. How, how, yeah, how, yes. Thank you for describing your kitchen. What did you eat? I'm getting to that. <laughs> so on my little like lip counter, I, I have a whole entire plastic tote thing full of snacks. Um, okay. And so at that point in time, realizing that I was uncharacteristically angry at an inanimate object, uh, I was like, I maybe should try having some like protein and maybe some chocolate as well. So I dug around. I had a couple of uh, beef sticks. So I finished those off, uh, and then I also found my little plastic baggie that I had that had my Butterfingers in it. So I had a Butterfinger or two. Um, what size Butterfinger? If you're having two, I assume they're not king-size bars. Oh, no, they're like the little uh, fun-sized the, ones. The, the trick-or-treat, trick-or-treat uh, Butterfingers from last year? Oh, 100%. If not, okay. like, potentially, like valentine's day butterfingers anytime after a holiday where there's candy i go to the grocery store and you know i get all the the leftovers that are on sale all right i'm a classy broad (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that was that was all right so so uh Un unmentionable beef stick situation and uh, butterfingers was a snack of choice. All right. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the your like I said, mine is just on a hardwood floor. Um, so obviously the floor underneath me is just getting the regular hardwood floor damage that you do when you live with a hardwood floor. But you you chose to go the route of the mat. On top of carpet. I did. Have you done this before? Um, have you have you lived the floor mat life? So in at least the my three previous jobs, I have had okay. a floor mat on carpet. Um, 
this is what I will say. Their carpets have been far more compact than mine. Like Right, they're office carpets, they're not house carpets. Right, and I don't, I mean, like, I'm not living the shag carpet lifestyle by any means. But well, you might want to try it. I'm, I'm not opposed. If somebody wants to come and install shag carpet somewhere in my house, I will let you. Um, but, like, you know, I, I, I don't have, like, ridiculously plush carpet, but I also don't have just, like, the bare minimum working in an office carpet. So I tried to find a mat that was in between. So because this is one of the things that I learned with this, with the well, amount of research that I did for the mat is you can get mats for uh, hardwood and yes. bigger carpet and thinner carpet and all of that different stuff. And uh-huh. I did not fully realize that. I thought I was like, if it's carpet, you have to have a mat. I didn't realize, you know, if you have hardwood, you could put a mat on it as well. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what I did. I, I did decide to go with the, uh, chair mat lifestyle. Now, how big is this, this chair mat? Cause I, I've never had a chair mat. I have seen people who have chair mats and they are always too small and the chairs are always falling off the chair mat. And then you like, you can't just roll it back onto the chair mat. You have to like do the thing where you kind of put your feet down on the ground and you kind of like pull the chair up. Like you do like a weird little dance to get your chair back on the chair mat. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, my, my chair mat is still currently sitting up against the wall because I wanted <laughs> to wait until my desk was put, put together to put it down. Um, well, have you found that size matters uh, when it comes to chair mats? I, not in my experience. I've, okay. You know, I don't know if I've just always had ridiculously large chair mats to begin with, or I haven't run into the same issues that you apparently have. Um, but no, I have, I, uh, in my experience at my businesses, I, I, have, I have not run into any issues. But the chair mat that you purchased is approximately the size of the chair mats that your previous employers have supplied you. Correct. All right. Okay. So it sounds like a fun adventure uh, that you're in in for in the chair mat world as well. I'm 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 very looking forward to it. Uh, Sunday is going to be a big day. Oh, Sunday, Sunday is your assembly day? Sunday is the assembly day. I have convinced um, the father to come and assist me. I have bribed him with uh, BLTs to, to help me put together my, my Do you my need desk. his assistance to put together a desk, Barb? It does say that you need two people. Lots of things that say you need two people. I okay. The, pe- so the here's pizza the joint deal. says that you need two people to eat a medium pizza, that and they are bullshit. lying to you. Um, I can easily take down a medium pizza all by myself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Two people. Two people. That's like that. That's always a lie. So here's when, once they get into three people, then you know you need help. Okay. Here's my reasoning. Let me justify this for you. Ooh. Okay. If it's not going well, I don't want to do something 
that screws up an electric desk. And you've already eaten your beef sticks. <laughs> I don't have any beef sticks to fall back on. I've got beef jerky, but that's just a whole different situation. Um, my Ikea furniture experience is a prime example of this. When I moved into my first apartment outside, uh, post-college, I was so yep. incredibly frustrated trying to put together this stupid Ikea bookshelf. I literally took a drill to one of the corners of the bookshelf because I was like, I'm going to make this fit. And I want to make sure that I don't screw it up. <laughs> That's why I am calling in the big guns. Have you looked at the, the instructions? Are the instructions complicated? I mean, they don't seem super complicated, but like... But but you don't want to try. Hmm? I, no, because if I try, I'm going to mess something up, and I don't want to do Just don't that. attack it with a drill. I think that's like <laughs> number one. <laughs> I'm sure that just sounds easy to you. <laughs> number one. If you're assembling <laughs> furniture that doesn't say you need a drill... Don't bring it. Don't bring a spoon to a knife party. <laughs> Just don't use a drill bit on your new desk, and I think you could uh, safely assemble it without any issues, Barb. I don't want to mess it up. Yeah, that's fine. Nobody wants to mess it up. So what? Um, snacks. Snacks. Obviously, we're working from home. What? <laughs> and I'm, I'm already, we're already into snacks a little bit. Okay. We're working from home. Yes. Uh, I like snacks. So snacks are definitely part of this whole new work from home situation. Very high priority. At Wayfair, where I work, um, in the office, they have snack walls <sighs> uh, because, they, you know, it's tech. Uh, you got to make sure you've got some benefits to attract the uh, people who are also being wooed by the startup world. Yes. So you got to have the kind of silly uh, things like that. And so there are snack walls in the office that include bags of chips, um, some, some uh, single servings of Oreos, uh, those sorts of things. So how how big is this snack wall? Is it like full on like kitchen wall size or is it like this six inch partitioned off little piece? It's uh, floor to ceiling, oh. about two standard doors. Oh, yeah. And there are and there are many of them scattered around the office. <sighs> So, uh, I mean, it's going to go great uh, when we go back into the office with everybody trying to be careful about how much of other people's stuff they touch. Yeah. I mean, at least everything's already individually wrapped. So you have that going <laughs> for you, as long as you don't have somebody that just, like, licks their hands and touches everything. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody's going to go and sneeze over by it. 
That's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. That's why we shut down our whole entire kitchen. Like, we don't have coffee. We don't have a microwave accessible. Like, like that's why we took all that away when... Well, yeah. I mean, nobody's in the office right now, so mm-hmm. the snack walls are just gathering dust. Oh, poor snack walls. What happened to the snacks that were in there when they when you sent everybody home? Um, are they still there? Are they lonely? Do I need to come and save them? I assume the bulk of the snacks went back into storage because they are like chips and cookies and they don't care. They could be three years old and they would still be fine. Eh, um, I disagree with that <laughs> statement. I disagree. Then you've never had three-year-old cookies. I'm sure I have had three-year-old cookies, and then after I eat them, I go, those weren't the best cookies I've ever had. Were they very old? Well, then they were not properly preserved. That's my thing, Barb. You get a good cookie or chip that is sealed properly in an airtight container. That will last quite a while. Quite a while, yes. Three years? I... Yeah, absolutely. What goes bad? What goes bad on a cookie in three years? I am sorry. Have you ever had three-year-old chocolate? It's not great. It's a little weird. Three-year-old chocolate that was properly kept is fine. If you have three-year-old chocolate that has uh, been a part to temperature changes as such that the consistency changes and you lose the proper, I don't know what they call that thing where it's got like that very nice glossy finish. There's a word for that. I think I heard it on the the Great British Bake Off once. Uh Uh, But like if you let chocolate sit around... And you uh, expose it to the warmer or cooler temperatures. Not the elements. It's fucking wrapped, Barb. You're not you're not taking your chocolate <laughs> out and putting it on a table in the sun, you crazy but if, fool. But if you took a chocolate bar wrapped, properly preserved, put it in the sun for like three weeks, and then put it in your freezer for three weeks, you're telling right. me that that chocolate would be completely the same still. No, that's what I'm saying. Temperature extremes are going to destroy chocolate because it is prepared in such a way that the uh, the milk fats and the sugars are properly distributed and you get like that nice shiny coating that you expect on a Snickers bar. If you have a Snickers bar and it has a dull matte finish, then it's been exposed to, the, to too many weird temperatures, and you are going to get a substandard chocolate experience. It's been a really long time since I've had a Snickers bar, and I don't think they have a shiny coating. I don't know. They though. do. Do they? All chocolate. All any chocolate, any properly prepared chocolate should have like a shiny, kind of glossy uh, look to it. Really? Yep. I'm gonna if it's this. homemade, then probably not. So it is. That's the chocolate world. But chocolate <sighs> is completely different than a cookie. As long as a cookie 
is kept in an airtight environment. It can withstand uh, higher and lower temperatures and still be fine. Okay. Chips are this, and chip chips and cookies are the same. If you expose them to humidity, absolutely they are going to be gross. And that's why I'm saying these single servings that were on the snack wall are probably going to be fine. There's probably some crap in there that's going to go bad. There's probably like some weird uh, natural granola that just is in a weird situation that isn't going to age well. But the bulk of that stuff is going to be fine. But that's in the office. Yep. In the that's office. in my in, in my old office. In and you probably office. didn't have that in your office. I have never had anything close to a snack wall in any of the jobs I have ever worked in. Right. And I really feel like obviously I'm missing something in my life because I don't have You're a snack not. wall. Really? Um, have you had a snack drawer? I mean, like, I have had my own personal snack drawer. Right, yes. That's that's uh, in many ways better than a snack wall. But I don't Because have... you got to purchase. You got to pick. Like when it when you were like, "Oh man, I have a hankering for something sweet." You know that the stuff you put in your drawer, you know that those almond joys cuz you love almond joys. I don't know. Do you actually like almond joys? Maybe you do. Uh but the almond joys that you put in there, the smarties that you put in there, the bottle caps that you put in there, those are things that you picked because you know you like them. Those are some weird candy combinations that you just picked you out of the eat middle them of them together. Uh, but like if if I'm at uh, if I was at the office and I was like, all right, I want something sweet, go to a snack wall. What's available? Famous Salt. famous cookies. If you're lucky. Uh, it's, it's usually like, all right, I want something sweet. What's available. All right. Here's some granola. Uh, here's some salt and vinegar chips. Here's some mints. Uh, goldfish crackers are going to be there. Everything except for what you want. I'm going to be in the snack wall whenever you're there, but, uh, definitely a reason to get into the office early. Uh, cause then you got first dibs. On the, the snack wall goodies. So snacks. So snacks. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, transition to the home. Mm-hmm. There are no snack walls. Nope. Uh, we do have a a chocolate drawer in the kitchen. Ooh. Um, uh, that I have eaten all the chocolate out of. Okay, so what uh, kind so of now, chocolate? What kind of chocolate was in the drawer? It was. So can I make a guess? Okay. Um, okay. So first question, is it your chocolate or Christine's chocolate or both of your chocolates? Cause I, that will make a, de- that will make a deciding factor. Are you trying to discern the historic, uh, contents of the drawer or the most recent contents of the drawer or the general contents of the drawer? Uh, 
Those are very good distinctions because they will impact. Because we have guesses. lived, we have lived in the house for uh, like five almost years? four, four or five years, yeah. four and a half years. Yeah, four and a half years. Um, and that drawer has more or less been the chocolate drawer for the entire uh, four and a half years. Oh, really? Why yep. haven't you told me about this chocolate drawer when I've come to visit? Because we wanted to keep chocolate in it when you were gone. <laughs> I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, so let's go with what is currently in it, because I feel like currently it would be primarily your chocolate in the chocolate drawer. All right, so currently what's in the chocolate drawer is just a uh, big package of Hershey's Special Dark because we were using that to make s'mores. Oh, um, I was going to go dark chocolate because I feel like you and Christine both really enjoy the dark chocolates. Yep. That was going to be my guess. I was for some reason going to go like dark chocolate with almonds, though. That has definitely been in the chocolate drawer. Uh, but general contents of the chocolate drawer are uh, similar to your uh, snack preferences, where it is just buy a variety bag after Halloween or Valentine's Day. Easter, too. We fill the drawer. Easter. I keep my jelly beans in a different drawer. Oh, but- Okay. Is this a specific jelly bean drawer? (laughs) Like, like your kitchen isn't that big. So I'm really intrigued now. What other food specific drawers do you have? (laughs) The, uh, well, the, the, the jelly bean drawer is only seasonal. Oh, okay. Okay. Only six uh, months out of the year. It's got jelly beans (laughs) About that. Uh, and it's really just jelly beans on top of the uh, other contents of the drawer. Uh, but the most recent contents of the chocolate drawer were, it was several of the uh, Ghirardelli um, party packs. Oh. Yes, the squares. This really makes me want to go get my um, little plastic tote and go through uh, and exactly what is in it. Because I know that I've got some go-go squeeze. Um, I believe I have my final triple decker oatmeal cream pie. Um, what? What, are, what is a, a go-go squeeze? Oh, um, it's applesauce in a plastic thing that you squeeze. Okay, so you have applesauce that is in a plastic container. Yes, and then there's a little lid that you unscrew and then you can you like suck the applesauce out of it you're sucking sauce you're sucking sauce through a plastic straw oh i also have a bunch of fruit snacks because that's always a go-to for me uh so i got a bunch of fruit snacks in there now all right fruit snacks are good and i got chocolate oh um i have some what kind of chocolate you can't just say chocolate (sighs) Barbara, what is the chocolate that you have? Okay, so I have 
from Halloween last year. Uh, Halloween last year. Okay. It yep. is currently October 2nd, 2020, which means uh, chocolate from Halloween of last year means you probably bought it around November-ish. Yep. Uh, so you've had it in your hold for at least 11 months. Absolutely. It was probably at the grocery store for two months. Correct. So I have some Halloween uh, Reese's peanut butter cups in the shape okay. of... Uh, Bats. No, they're the pumpkins. Oh, well, that's why you haven't eaten them yet. Right. Because um, <laughs> they're not the good ones. What do you mean? They're, of course, they, they are the good ones. What is this bat? The bats aren't the good ones. The hollow, the, ugh, the pumpkins are the good ones. Are they still good, Barb? Yes, they are. Do you want me they're to go all, and they're, eat one they're right a year, now? Uh, you, you were just telling me that once food has uh, reached a certain age, it is no longer good. And you're eating year-old chocolate. You're defending your year-old chocolate is still good when just... <laughs> 30 minutes ago, you were trying to tell me that, that chocolate goes bad. I'm getting mixed messages. Of course you're getting mixed messages because <laughs> this supports anything that I want to say. So I'm going to support it. <laughs> Argue the point regardless of the effort or merit. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Um, I also have... So, Are those also from Halloween? Uh, no, uh, they're last not. year they're they're not Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't know. They're they're not holiday specific. Easter. They are not holiday specific. <laughs> um, I do have some Valentine's Day Hershey's kisses because, like, they're the hugs. Um, and and those are from twenty seventeen. No, they're from February of twenty twenty. <laughs> okay. Um. And then I also have some uh, suckers from Halloween last year. Uh, So, do you remember the caramel apple suckers? Where it was the green apple sucker and then it had like the caramel uh, outside? Nope. So, they apparently came back um, a year or two ago. They went away? As far as I know, they went away. Um, But, like, so they came back a couple years ago. But then the company that makes them expanded. And so it's not just green apple caramel. They do um, a normal caramel apple. And as well as, like, a a yellow with a caramel. There's a red with a caramel and the green with the caramel. And so I have some of those because they were very delicious and... uh, one of my friends was like, you need to buy some of these. And I found some and they were on sale. So I was like, sure, why not? And I've just been slowly, anytime I need a sucker, which is not very often. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. That... But yeah, they're good. They're, okay. They're, when, when that's what I need, that's what I have. You've got suckers when you want them. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, so the other uh, addition to our, uh, my quarantine snack uh, selection. A claw game that picks up um I don't know. I don't know. I was 
What's what's <laughs> Barb going Barb going for a weird reference and falling flat. <laughs> uh, uh, trying to, to go for life. a joke. Welcome to my world, friends. No, um, Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. Uh, an obscene quantity of Sour Patch Kids. Okay, so uh, you are can they, yes. Are, are they the actual Sour Patch Kids or? Are they like the Sour Patch Watermelons? Because... Did I say Sour Patch Watermelons? I'm Sour Patch Kids is like a brand. It's not specifically just one candy no. now. No. Barb. Oreos are one cookie. All mint the other Oreos? things... Nope. What? That's a mint Oreo. That's a double stuff Oreo. They're still That's Oreos. A, no, they're not. Yes, they're not they anymore. Are. They're Oreo brand... Uh, concoctions created by people who don't believe that the perfect Oreo has already been achieved, and they are incorrect because the original Oreo was a perfected cookie. Oh, we're going to fight. You think that just the normal Oreo is the preferred and perfect Oreo? For normal humans who have... Normal taste buds who enjoy flavor and texture and uh, like a a good variety of flavors that uh, have a party in your mouth. Yes. You can take your party in, a, in your mouth and shove it. Because, <laughs> no, the normal Oreo is a good Oreo. The proper... Oreo that is the pinnacle with the appropriate cream to cookie, crunchy to sweet, is the double stuff Oreo. That is the pinnacle of the Oreo. If that was the case, why would uh, the people who have the Oreo, is it Nabisco? I believe so. Uh, why would they not have just increased the quantity of filling in their standard Oreo cookie rather than creating a monstrosity what known as a double stuff oh. Oreo if if it was the perfect combination and, and why it is. would they why would they have to create it with a additional label on the front of it? Because if they would have just increased the cream ratio, do you know what would have happened to everyone who's boring and is like, I like an Oreo and that's my favorite cookie. If they suddenly started going, why is there more cream filling in this Oreo? And they would have gotten so many death threats and all of the letters and all of like they would have just been bombarded by people going why are you changing my oreo that sounds like you're making an argument the uh, regular stuff is the one that more people prefer no because people didn't know until they made the double stuff what the appropriate ratios were Barb. Barb. Jim. Jim. Oreo cookies. Oreo cookies. Oreo cookies. The brand Oreo. How many times have you seen people twist an Oreo 
and pull it apart. And twist a second Oreo and pull it apart. And make homemade double stuffed cookies. So many. All the exactly. time. So it is a thing that can be done. Nobody's going to freak out. But then you have... I don't have to go through that effort, and then I don't have extra Oreo cookies just laying around, because what am I going to do with the other ones that I don't eat? Send them to me. <laughs> Fine. You can have Turn all them, of them. Use them for baking. Have you have you had uh, crushed Oreo cookies on ice cream? Uh, Yeah, you just crush up the whole entire cookie. No, you don't want to add yes, more. Yes, <sighs> You know, you're you're talking crazy, Barbara. You, sir, are. I am glad you're on the other coat. You're on a different uh, time zone with me. <laughs> the other I coast. I would come to your house right now. You're you're on you're on the you're on the no coast, Barb. I know I'm on the no coast. Now. Now. Uh, here here is some piece of information for you. Don't break my heart, Jim. Newman's. Newman's cookies. You, do you know Newman's the brand? Is that I think the it's Paul, Paul Paul Newman? Newman maybe. Yeah, because he does like the dressing and other. Yep, he does a lot stuff. of he does a lot of things. Um, very much make sure that uh, I think it's even technically a nonprofit. Yeah, like, it sounds about a right. A lot of his profits go to uh, causes that better the world. Yeah. Um, Newman's own makes a. Chocolate sandwich cookie. Right? They use much uh, higher quality ingredients than your standard Oreo cookie. Right? They have gone above and beyond to create what they feel Uh is a superior chocolate sandwich cookie. Okay. There are many people who will tell you it is indeed a much better chocolate sandwich cookie if you can separate yourself from the nostalgia of having Oreos, uh, you know, having that comfort of the taste of an Oreo that you're used to. If you are going to taste cookies and, like, say, what is a, a, a cookie that is actually has a better chocolate taste, has, like... A more uh, interesting filling. People say the Newman's own cookie is the superior cookie. Hmm. Now, how much filling do you think is in this cookie? In the Newman's cookie? The Newman's cookie, the cookie designed very specifically to be superior to all Oreos on the market, how I, much filling would you guess is in this cookie? I mean, how much would I guess or how much would I want to be in it? Because those are two very different answers. Based on your previous answers, you uh, sound like the kind of person who would get a scraper out of the kitchen and just scrape the filling out of the cookies and eat them and throw away the cookie of the cookie 
and just eat essentially frosting. I mean... Which, maybe you don't know this, you can buy frosting at the grocery store, too. Okay, what... I would like it to be an even amount of cookie to frosting that in, in my mind, that is what would need to happen. So you're talking 50% cookie, 50% frosting. Absolutely. That is more than a double stuff. Oh, I'm well aware. I have seen is, and done the numbers of like the whole, the double stuff versus the normal versus like the extreme and, and everything. So, yes. Um, so, so, again, knowing, Barb. Knowing where you're going with this and yes. better cookie, Oreo with the pinnacle, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Knowing that this is the backstory and history we have covered already, I am going to say that it's probably less frosting or filling than what you you find in a normal Oreo. It's about on par with it. Okay. Your standard, your your perfect Oreo cookie. Disagree when you say the words perfect. Let, let me go back to some previous uh, hypocrisy that you have created for yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> you were you were defending the double stuffed cookie with your life. Yes. You were willing. You were willing to to uh, publish death threats uh, on our podcast <laughs> for me <laughs> for suggesting. That the double stuff is not the perfect cookie, uh, I but then you immediately Jim. you you backtracked, and now you are saying that that double stuff actually doesn't have as much filling as you would want. Of course not. So why then are you defending the double stuff when you should be defending the extreme stuff or the triple stuff or the or just making them yourself. I've never had homemade Oreo cookies before. I've had homemade oatmeal cream pies before. Hmm. I'm going to need to look into that a little bit and see if there's <laughs> something that I can create cuz um so here's here's the deal. Uh I knew uh, I I will always I will always eat more frosting when it comes to yes. Oreo. I will eat the triple stuff. I will eat the extreme. I will take yep. the ex- I will take two extremes and smush them together. Um, I'm totally okay with that. However, you can't always find the triple stuff or the extremes. You okay. can always find the double stuffs. So you're settling. You're settling for a double stuff. Correct. Your so your your argument is not uh, that particularly the double stuff is the pinnacle, but more that uh, you are going to defend any Oreo uh, with as much frosting as possible. Yes. Uh, whenever available. Right. Plus, I mean, the extreme and the triple and all of that good stuff is they're they're newer in the Oreo lineup. Um, when I if if someone was like, "What's your favorite Oreo, Barb?" My response would be the double stuff Oreo. Okay. 
because it because that is I mean I will always take more frosting always like no questions asked there um but for like the proper I mean it's not the thing that I like the best about the double stuff Oreo is the fact that mm-hmm. when you bite into it you don't mm-hmm. end up having all of the frosting shoot out the other side or like the back of it um because I've run into that occasionally with like the extreme stuffed is, is that you bite down and the frosting kind of goes like out the back. Okay. The double stuff, you don't run into that issue. It still has the proper Mm. like compactness and uh, stability needed to not have that happen. Um, So it's a a give and take with uh a, your your desire for cleanliness and right. your desire for frosting. Right. Also, because I am 100% a dipper, I will dip my Oreos into milk. And, like, the milk then also plays a part in, um, like, the you know, the, the chemical makeup of the Oreo itself. All right. So... I like Oreos. My preference is always going to be more frosting. Interesting. Interesting. So, Jim, would you like to guess what kind of Oreos I currently have in my pantry? Oh, what kind of Oreos does Barb have in her pantry? Uh, Right off the top, I'm going to say you've got birthday cake. No. No, no birthday cake. Okay. I have stubble stuffed. Literally, that's the only. <laughs> I have double stuff Oreos, Jim. I gave you the answer. <laughs> well, no, you were you were saying you, you know, in a perfect world, but you can't get double stuff birthday cake. They, they don't make. This uh, is true. This... They don't make the uh, the the silly flavors in. I don't know why. Although I will oh, say. Yeah, Barb. Hmm, almost like they have figured out the correct ratio of cookie to filling <laughs> that <laughs> more people find to be preferable. Oh. And therefore, when they are uh, experimenting with filling flavors, they stick with that perfect <laughs> ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What I, can't, is that? I, can't, I can't understand anything that's coming out of your mouth right now. You put your hand <laughs> over your lips and you would. That doesn't change how your ears work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that the people listening at home won't hear you. So, yes, that's that's snacks. That's some of the snacks that I eat. All right. Um. All right, Barb. Well, it's been great to talk with you about your chair. 